All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Better Lodin' of our... Yes. I'm not actually inside a women's prison at the moment. The horniest went up to like 11. Good afternoon. We're going to bring it down and get started. Can you believe you're listening to the 37th ranked hockey podcast in the country? Welcome. Hello. Hello. Better late than ever. We're going to turn down the intro. It's almost over anyway. Welcome to a fresh podcast. As I mentioned. 37th ranked hockey podcast in the country. It dropped this week, but I just wanted to say thank you for all the love and the support and the ratings and the reviews that bumped me up for that week. It was fun. Waz sent me a screenshot of the podcast and he looked, I looked, I was like, wait a minute. There's some big shows surrounding me here. How did that happen? Well, happened because we've got a really cool community going here. Big part of it is that you are involved in the show. This is your show as much as it is my show. So let's get to it. Let's get in a fresh episode going. Let's try and have a little fun. Lord knows the Oilers aren't giving us anything fun to talk about, so we'll try and make our own fun. As always, I got to kick off the podcast by giving a shout out to the audio department. The audio department.ca is where you need to go. Book yourself some studio time. Get yourself involved in a little audio. You want to talk into a microphone like I'm doing right now? You can do that. You want to shred some licks? You can do that too. The audio department.ca, that's where you need to go. That's where you need to be. That is what you have going on. If you want to get into podcasting, if you want to get into, you know, making an album. I always talk about spoken word poetry. Maybe tonight's the night. November is a month where you should try something new. Hello, Scorpios. Feeling horny, are we? Anyway, 
Again, thank you guys for pushing BLTN up into the top 40 for hockey podcasts in the country. It's cool to see. I was right there with a bunch of dangle podcasts. It was fun. It was really fun for me because it's weird and it's odd and it's it's neat to see that this thing is kind of trucking along as the, as the episodes go on. I'm very, very grateful. I'm very, very happy. And I'm very, very excited to get to a new episode. All right, enough of that. Before we get to the news, a bunch of weather stuff going on this week that we should talk about. Uh, it's just been kind of nice to do nothing this week. Do you ever have those weeks where you have a busy week like Heritage Classic Week was for me? There was a lot of events. There was just a bunch of out-of-town staff in town, in the city that we were meeting with. So it seemed like there was something going on every night. There was a lot of drinking. There was some poor eating. There was not much sleep happening. Exhausted. So this week, it was just kind of nice to kick off the week with not a whole lot going on. Do you ever have that? Just nice to be in bed by 10 p.m.? 9 p.m. if you're your Remchuk, 6 p.m. to be honest. I like it. Every now and then I like one of those weeks, but I know I had to rest up because on Friday we were leaving to Seattle. It's the nation vacation. I'm excited about it regardless of the results that we've seen on the ice. Of course, we got the Oilers game on Saturday night. We're going to go check out Climate Pledge Arena, brand new barn. Looking forward to seeing what that is. I am not looking forward to paying $25 US for a beer. I will do it, but I will complain every single time I do. This is one of those situations where I'm just gonna I'm just gonna grin and bear it. That's what I'm gonna do. That is exactly what I'm gonna do. I'll let Uncle Visa handle all the charges and I'll just deal with the damage when I get home. That's a Tuesday problem, you know? Nation Vacation, I'm very, very excited about it. I'm very excited to go to a football game, go check out the Seattle Seahawks versus the Washington Commanders. I've only ever been to one NFL game before, and that was a long time ago. I'm thinking about probably Uh, 12, 13 years ago, 14 years ago. Anyway, it's been a long time. I'm excited to see the spectacle. If there's one thing the NFL does well, it's create a spectacle, even if you don't care about the teams. I'm looking forward to tailgating. I'm looking forward that for some reason you can bring in a large pizza. You can bring in an individual pizza if you want, but you can bring in a large pizza into that football stadium, provided that it is just for you. So I think the bit that we're going to do is we all will roll in there with extra large pizzas. Chances are I'm going to be a little hungover. A little Zah might help me. We shall see. Excited about that. I'm excited to go see Aqua too. Whoops, that was the wrong button. I wanted to talk to Satan. Hey, Satan, what are you doing? Oh, well, you wanted to talk to me? Why do you want to talk to me about Aqua? Just because I'm a huge fan of the song Candyman? Just because Dr. Jones is one of the greatest jams in the history of time and music? Is that why you wanted to talk to me, even though I wasn't invited to go to Aqua with you? That's exactly right. Another thing, having a week off that you get to do is you get to catch up on some shows. I'm caught up on Big Brother, watched the final three kind of, you know, recap special they always do. It's kind of a wank fest. And I'm looking forward to the finale tomorrow night. But we've got Jag, we've got Matt, and we've got Bowie Jane as our final three. Bowie Jane is the most unbelievable floater final three that I can think of. Now, for the first, what, 75% of the season, she didn't do jack shit. Nobody knew who she was. Frankly, she wasn't even in most of the edits. When she watches this season back, whenever she gets out of the house, like obviously on finale night, but when she watches this season back, she's going to go, oh, I made up barely in this show. <laughs> How's that? Do I sound like Dukes? Of course I do. 
anyway, I'm looking forward to Big Brother wrapping up. It's weird to have this going on until November. It's normally a summer thing, but it is what it is. I also watched a, uh, I kicked off a new dating show. I got to find what it's called now. Uh, dating show, Netflix, Outdoors. We're in the woods. Basically, the premise is uh, when the wilderness is this. No, that's not it. That's not it. What is this fucking show? Surviving Paradise? No. No. Win the Wilderness. Complete to prove that they've got survival skills to win on an extraordinary home. I don't know that that's it. Anyway, doesn't matter. I should have prepared better, but I'm not. The point of the show is that they are out in the jungle while also dating partners. So in the first episode, they had to make a raft float down the river with somebody they just met. A bunch of people started making out after. I was like, what's going on here? Is this dating show for me? After one episode, I'm keeping an open mind. Not exactly sold, but we'll get there. You know I love dumb dating shows. You know I do. It's very exciting whenever I find a new one. Please keep sending those to me, by the way. I know that you're listening, you fair listener. And if there's a dating show that you've watched that I should love, that I should watch, hit me up. Another thing that I finally wrapped up is I finally watched the end of Love is Blind 5. I just had no interest in this season. I know Kyle the Embalmer chimed in with a bunch of messages over the last handful of weeks, just kind of recapping. And I found that as I finished off the season, I didn't give a fuck. Not one. Not even one. I had a hard time getting through it, but I got there. So that's how we're doing the week. Because Lord knows I can't get excited about all those games anymore. Lord knows that's true. So with that in mind, it's time to get to the news. The news is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. If there's one thing better than sharing memories, that is making new ones. And Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel for more information. That's ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel. I am an Alberta Blue Cross member. They handle my dental and my prescriptions. So when I get my asthma inhaler, I don't pay as much as I should. Something like that, you know? I'll go, hey, I need my asthma inhaler. And they go, here you go. Do you have any insurance? I go, here's my blue cross card. And they go, well, let me give you a discount fare, sir. Enjoy the breathing at a reasonable rate. <laughs> Wahoo. Uh, anyway, Jack Campbell, big news, obviously, this week. Jack Campbell sent down hit waivers yesterday. So that was Tuesday. I got to say, I was completely stunned when it happened. It was just kind of, we were sitting there at HQ and we're just kind of talking. And if, let me paint a picture for you. My office is down at one end of the second floor above Dog Patch. So that's where Nation HQ is. It's above Dog Patch. That whole second floor is us. I'm down at one end of the floor. Down at the other end of the floor, there's just kind of like we call it, I don't know, the war room, or it's a big open space where the bulk of the staff, they sit and they work and they can, you know, they work together. That's where the podcast studios are as well. So I'm just sitting there doing my thing, working on some stuff. Again, I'm going to have a bunch of content coming up this weekend while we're away in Seattle. So I'm just kind of prepping my head, like travel diaries are coming back, all that shit that I do. So I'm doing this in my office and I'm kind of zoned in. I'm locked in. I'm like, man, I'm being productive. And then all of a sudden I hear, I didn't know what it was, but it was like, what? What did you just say? Hang on. So I walked out of my office. I stormed out. I stomped down the hall. Like, dum, 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 dum. What did you just say? Jack Campbell has been put on waivers. It was one of those ideas that a lot of Oilers fans like, well, look at the LA Kings put Cal Peterson on waivers a couple years ago or last year. And look what happened. They sent him down. He worked on his game and traded him to Philly and fucking away he goes. 
So that was one of those things where you like you knew it was possible. You saw another team do it before, but you didn't really think the Oilers were going to pull the trigger on it, did you? I didn't. I absolutely did not think that the Oilers were going to put Jack Campbell's on waivers. We could have talked about it all season long. We could have said it every other day. We could have said, you got to put Jack Campbell on waivers. You can't stop shit. You got to put Jack Campbell on waivers. You can't stop shit. You got to put Jack Campbell on waivers. You can't stop shit. You could have said it all day. I would have never expected it to actually happen. So down he goes. Of course, today he cleared waivers. Are you surprised? You're not, are you? How dare you? Anyway, he cleared waivers. He's going to be going down to Bakersfield. He's going to be starting with the uh, with the Condors. Calvin Pickard has been recalled. Of course, Calvin Pickard has some NHL experience here, but it's not a lot. I also think he's coming into a situation that is uh, not ideal. You know, it's not ideal. In 116 career NHL games, Calvin Pickard has a 303 goals against average, a record of 35, 54, and 10, and he's got a 903 save percentage. Now, those numbers don't sound all that sexy, but when your goaltenders are in an 850 or lower, a 903 sounds pretty good. 903 sounds great, in fact. Down with the Condors in four games played, he has a 939. Guys, stop it, everything. Same size puck. Can he do it up here? Will he crumble under the Oilers' uh, unwillingness to defend? Maybe. These are fair questions that you're asking. I don't have the answers to everything. But what I do have is hope. For some reason, I have hope. For some reason, I believe that the Oilers can pull themselves out of this. I don't have... There's there's nothing that indicates that should be the case, but here, that's where we are. That's where we are. It just is what it is. I'm praying for Calvin Pickard. I hope he comes up here and he can stop some pucks. If he can fucking go on a, a little heater here, could you imagine? This is where my head goes. It goes, uh, here, I'll use Satan as my as my inner dialogue. It's kind of how it works in this podcast anyway. Are you sure you think that Calvin Pickard could do this? I don't know that he can do it, but I'm hopeful he can. What if he catches lightning in a bottle all of a sudden? He goes on a run and he pulls the Oilers back to 500 and back into contention in the Pacific Division. What if that happens? What if he stops everything? What if he gives you a 939 at the NHL level like he was in the AHL level? Well, that sounds pretty good, but you don't think that's going to happen, do you? Not really. I don't think that's going to happen at all, but there could be an opportunity for it happening. So maybe let's just leave the possibility out of the universe. Thank you, Satan, for the role playing there. Why didn't you invite me to role play in this? I was texting you during the Oilers Canucks game talking about how they'd be an okay team if they had a goaltender. Damn it, Quaz, I don't want to hear from you right now. I don't want to hear from you. Anyway, the point is, Jack Campbell down. Have we seen the end of Jack Campbell? That's what I want to know. I think the Oilers are going to recall him at some point this season, provided that he can pick it up in the uh in the AHL with the Bakersfield Condors but I also wouldn't be surprised if he can't and the Oilers have to move heaven and earth to try and get rid of that contract Frank Saravalli today on Oilers Nation every day kind of said and I'm paraphrasing I don't have the exact quote so he said listen the plan would be for him to rebound and come back but if he can't the Oilers are going to have to spend to get rid of that contract that sucks man we are one year and 11 games into a five-year deal one year and 11 games all-time bad contract by Ken Holland, right? Right? Looking at the salary cap implications, the folks at Puckpedia kind of broke it down for us. If replaced by Calvin Pickard, 
So again, this was yesterday. Reminder that this was yesterday. They didn't exactly know it was going to be official, but of course it was. If replaced by Calvin Pickard, which he was, it increases the Edmonton Oilers' projected cap space by 318000 to 696000 total. That total can fit 820000 additional annual cap hit tomorrow, which is today, uh, Wednesday, or if saved and accrued with no other moves, can fit $3.18 million annual cap hit at the trade deadline. This assumes they have enough healthy skaters for Hamlin, the emergency exception, to be sent back down. If not, Hamlin converts into a regular $807.5 thousand, $100,000 cap hit, so an $800,000 cap hit, and they have accrued just $21,000 in projected cap space. They would not accrue significant space until he is sent down. So there's still some weird cap implications. I'm glad that Hart over at Puckpedia has got a handle on this because I am just not smart enough I'm a little dumb. Glad you figured that out. I just, I'm hoping for the best here. I'm hoping that, you know, first of all, Campbell can find his game. He's a human being after all. I hope he can figure it out. Second, I'm hoping this is a wake-up call for the Oilers that, hey, the guy that you all love, the guy who's super friendly and nice to everyone in the dressing room, he just got fucking kicked out because none of you can score and none of you can play defense. Are you happy? Nobody's happy. Nobody's happy about it, except maybe, you know, a handful of Oilers fans and a lot of people that go, ha ha, I told you so. Either way, everything's on fire. Connor Brown, out. He hurt himself skating. <laughs> just like, if you want an idea how, I've got two examples. If you want ideas of how the Oilers got to this place, you know that clip. You might be thinking, how did I get here? Or however that goes. There's a couple things. One, Connor Brown, zero points on his stat line, hurts himself skating, moving around, existing, essentially. He's missed the last two games. People go, whoa, keep him out till April. You know? Let's save $3.25 million on the cap next year. I don't think that's going to happen, even though I understand the concept from all of you. It's just, I feel like, from an Oilers perspective, uh, it wouldn't help them attract free agents. You know, it also doesn't help that the guy who's now the boss man, Jeff Jackson, was his agent at the time of that signing. I just can't see it happening. But he hurt himself existing. Wild. Wild. We still don't really know what happened. Maybe he's back tomorrow. Maybe he's not. Who the fuck knows? All I know is I'm confused. I'm confused. The other example I've got of the Oilers season in a nutshell happened in the first period against Vancouver on two. uh, What would that be? Monday? On Monday, the Oilers started that game like a house on fire. They were buzzing, firing shots on net on mass. Thatcher Demko had to stand on his head. They would have buried the Vancouver Canucks had they been able to get even a little bit of luck or a little bit of scoring. Thatcher Demko stood on his head, kept it a one goal game. The Oilers were dominant. They were the team where everybody watched them in that first period and they go, ah, there they are. And then what happened? Well, they built themselves a one goal lead and it very quickly turned into a 3-1 deficit. At one point, the shots were 19-7 to for Edmonton. 19-7. to Let me repeat that one more time. The shots were 19-7. to And yet the score was 3-1 Vancouver. Stuart Skinner was a net. Finish the night off with an 829. Very next day, Jack Campbell hits the waiver wire. And you go, how does any of this make sense? None of this makes sense. Why is this happening? Can somebody please stop the puck? 
somebody, anybody, please, please, just for me. I'll tell you sexy stories, you know, over the pants handies to anybody who can stop the puck more than a handful of times. You know what? If you can do better than allowing 20% of the shots that come your way to end up in the back of the net, I might just give you one anyway, whether you want it or not. Just kidding. You're going to want it. I'm good. I'm good at what I do. But that leads me into tomorrow's game against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, listen, they hadn't won a game all season. They hadn't won. I was so concerned that their first win of the year was going to come against the Edmonton Oilers that I was almost starting to panic about it. They ended up beating Philly last night, so that win is off the board. But now the different angle is that they are going into the matchup tomorrow against the Oilers on a one-game win streak, whereas the Oilers, well, they're not. They're going in it on a three-game losing streak. They're going in it having given up 47 goals on the year, scoring 29. The San Jose Sharks have scored 14 and given up 56. Their goal differential is minus 42. The Oilers is minus 18. Vegas, who is in first place, is plus 24. Vancouver, second place, plus 30. This is a fucking nightmare, man. This is a nightmare. So tomorrow, I'm looking at the game, and I go, what do I think is going to happen? And I just go... I don't know. The Oilers lose to the San Jose Sharks. That is, it doesn't get worse than that. The Sharks beat Philly, though, yesterday for their first win of the year. Oilers lost to Philly, and they looked awful in the process. So what do you do tomorrow? On paper, you go, Oilers dominate, win by four. But in my heart, do I believe that? I don't. I'm scared about it. Looking at the schedule... You've got San Jose tomorrow, so that's Thursday. You've got Seattle on Saturday, and you've got New York Islanders on Monday. All three of those, in my opinion, are winnable games if the Oilers play like the Edmonton Oilers can play. To this point, through 11 games, they have not. So do I feel confident? No. No, I don't. In fact, I feel really bad about it. In fact, I kind of wonder why I'm a fan of this team. In fact, I wonder what the fuck is going on. This is year nine of Connor McDavid, and this is what we're talking about right now. It's driving me nuts. It is driving me nuts. But that's life in the trenches, baby. That's what it means to be an Oilers fan. It's pain and suffering. (laughs) The other thing in the news is uh, Dustin Schwartz's name came out again. It's coming out a lot. I don't even know what he does. He's been the longest standing goalie coach in the NHL. I would like him to get fired just so that we can stop talking about him is the problem. There's no way in practice. And again, I don't know what a goalie coach does. There's no way in practice that he's going, Hey, 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 you're stopping too many shots from the high slot boys. You're going to want to let a couple of those in from time to time. Most of the time. In fact, there's no way, right? Can't be, can't be for our friends at Alberta blue cross. That's how we're going to wrap up the news. The news brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Visit ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel for more information on how Alberta Blue Cross travel insurance can protect you and your memories. Again, the website is ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel. Good afternoon. You're listening to Better Late Than Never. And Donkey Volley is a fucking dickhead.
Always love to talk about betting on the show, provided that you are 19 plus and can do so responsibly. Unfortunately, I'm also an Edmonton Oilers fan, and I'm having a real hard time trying to win any money now. So let's look at a couple of the bets that I put down against the Vancouver Canucks. These are arguably the most conservative bets that I've had. They really are. And I thought that I was doing a good thing here, but I didn't. I barely came out ahead. Uh, Let me see here. No, I did not come out ahead. I just didn't. Did not come out ahead. So where I did do well is I bet on the Oilers to have over 32 shots on goal. That was a minus 105. It was basically a pick But they did that almost in the first period, right? They had 20-some shots in the first period. I go, all right, that one's good. Feeling good about it. Over six and a half total goals and Connor McDavid to register a point. I got over six and a half goals. We did get that. Unfortunately, Connor did not get a point. You're like, no money for bag milk. I did score uh, Leon Dreisaitl anytime goal. I had five bucks turned into 1025. You love to see that Leon's first goal in seven games. It was only a matter of time. I also lost on Evan Bouchard over two and a half shots. Instead of shooting at the net, he was shooting everywhere, but not getting pucks through did not hit that one. The point here is I am over 19 plus. I can do this responsibly. I am doing this responsibly. The money I put into Betway is money that I'm prepared to lose. That is the way you do it. But it doesn't make it any easier that everything is going wrong right now. Even when I try to be conservative on my bets, and even when I try to do the right thing, it doesn't work. It does not work. What does it mean? Well, a couple of things. One, weather's bad. Two, I'm a fucking idiot. There's a lot of people out there. I saw you on some of the uh, the Edmonton Oilers subreddits betting on other teams and cleaning house, and I think I might join you. It might hurt my heart, but I love money. <laughs> the Oilers are costing me a ton of it right now, and I don't like it. I don't like it, friends. Again, provided that you are 19 plus and can do so responsibly, please check out our friends at Betway. They will help you if you want to put a couple of shekels down. Ray. Like Scoob, it's better late than never with bag milk. Zoinks! You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. For Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, it is time for the Righteous Sack Beating. Of course, Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are an established provider of tools and expertise across multiple oilfield disciplines, specializing in rentals, pipe recovery, abandonments, and completions. Currently, they maintain full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. You want to know what kind of tools they have? Well, I'm here to tell you. Rental tools, fishing tools, drilling tools, calls tools, mills and bits, any tool for any job, completion tools mixed in there too. TrilogyRentals.ca rentals.ca of course the righteous sack beating is brought to you by them where do we start there's a lot of things going wrong and where i want to start as is that it is year nine of Connor mcdavid's career the best player on earth a franchise centerman that fell in our lap in june of 2015 and here we are in november of 2023 and the oilers have two wins in their first 11 games now i know Connor's not playing his best he would probably tell you the exact same thing. His running mate, Leon Dreisaitl, he's not playing his best. 
he would probably tell you the same thing. But for me, both of those guys, I know they're going to rebound. They are too good to play at the level they're at right now. But for everybody else, what the fuck, man? What are you doing? How are you contributing to a team right now? How are you contributing to the Oilers getting out of this hole? And I just don't know that they are. The fact that this is where we are in year nine of Connor McDavid's career after being a gift from the heavens. I don't want to say there were shenanigans that led us to win that draft lottery on that faithful day, but I will say this, friends, we are wasting it and it drives me nuts. Looking at the Oilers stats right now, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players without a point. On the season. Who are they? James Hamlin. Well, that's not fair. He just got here on an emergency re- uh, basis. Let's knock him off the list. Raphael Lavoie. He's had two games played with the Oilers. He barely plays, but he's looked good. There's skill there. I am not hanging no points on him. Adam Ernie. I expect you to get no points, quite frankly. Matthias Yanmark, you're hurt. Still no points. Philip Broberg, eight games, no points. Connor Brown, nine games, no points. Dylan Holloway, 11 games, no points. Ryan McLeod just picked up his first assist the other night. 11 games and one point. We need people contributing. And right now, the Oilers have got so many passengers in this lineup, and it goes from the top to the bottom that it's driving me nuts. It is making me feel like I don't know why I watch this sport. If you close your eyes and you squint, you can almost see Dallas Akins on the bench encouraging the boys to swarm, and he's taking the donuts away from the media. It's driving me fucking crazy. We're supposed to be past this. We're supposed to be a cup contender. And right now, the only cup that we look like we're contending for is our lottery balls to get picked out of that big old cup of whatever you want to call it. You understand the analogy. Either way, driving me nuts. The Oilers are not supposed to be this bad, and they don't look like they have any solutions, nor does it look like there's any help coming. Frankly, if you think Calvin Pickard is going to be the answer, I hope he is, but that is a lot of pressure on a dude that nobody expected to play for the Oilers this year. That is absolutely bananas. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. A little bonus content for our friends at Trilogy Oil Field Rentals. I've got a guest RSB, and here we go. Like, what the actual fuck is wrong with this team? Like, I can't sit down and enjoy my beer without them going down one or two goals. And then by the end of that time, you already know they're done. So you can't enjoy your night knowing you're going to get, they're going to get about to get their ass kicked. It is true. It's like food doesn't taste as good. My coffee tastes like shit. Beers don't taste like beers. Everything is awful. Everything is awful. And the only solution is for the Oilers to pull their shit together and actually play a team that has gotten to where we want to go. This team was in the Western Conference Finals two years ago. They were in the second round, lost to the Cup champs last year. This year... They look like they'd rather be playing Mario Kart, which I understand. Mario Kart's fantastic. But maybe if that's the attitude, it's time to pick up badminton. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Well, howdy now, friends. Whether you're down here in Texas, up there in Sherrod Park, stuck in Wanye's basement, or two inches inside of a badger's, a badger. You're listening to Better Late Than Never with Bag Milk. Yeah.
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. For my friends at Alfa Romeo of Edmonton, it's time for the voicemail. And you've had a lot to say over the last handful of days. There is something like 30-odd messages we're going to get through here, so lots to get to, very little time. I will cut you off if you're boring, but in the meantime, the Black Friday sales event is coming at Alfa Romeo of Edmonton. Up to $5,000 off in Black Friday discounts on all 2023 Alfa Romeo Romeo Julia models. Offer ends at November 30th, so you got some time there. Again, up to $5,000 in Black Friday discounts on all Alfa Romeo Julia models. Let's get to the the voicemail again. There's a lot here if you're running long or if they're just old messages, because I do see that some are a little bit old. And if they're not timely, I'm just going to cut you off. Okay, we got a lot to get to. I don't mean it. Don't take it personally. I'm just moving the show along. Is that okay? Is that okay? Okay, good. I think you should ask Tyler Uremchuk if uh, Coke Zero is the best Coke ever. It is. Of course, those are, we're complaining about the programmatic ads. We are just trying to pay our bills, friends. Don't mean to annoy you. Really, really don't. Really, really don't. Next message. So, um, in addition to that cultural nugget I dropped, uh, however many voicemails ago, I don't fucking know. Which one was that? Um, I got two rec- movie recommendations for um, uh, yourself or the rest of the nation or the mm. better late than never you know, people, whatever. Please. Before I come, I before I come. That's what she said. Ah, uh, before I get to Edmonton, I think you know it might make my personality. My personality could be pretty jarring in person, so it might sort of soften the blow and help people understand. You know, the makeup of my I don't know sense of humor. So, are you going to tell us that we need to watch Chopper? I'm way ahead of you. Chopper's a great movie. I was going to say he's a great man, but he wasn't. Shit. <laughs> anyway. Um, there's a movie called Crackerjack, which is literally about like this just middle-aged pisshead who joins a lawn bowls club because it's like 
cheap park. If if he joins the club, he gets cheap car parking near his work. Uh, really, really funny. The other one is Two Hands, and it's like a bank robbery movie, and it's starring Heath Ledger before he was famous. Both movies are fucking hilarious. Um, it'll get you used to people saying cunt, although I don't think they even say it in the movie, so it probably won't get you used to people saying cunt. But I think if you watch both those movies, you'll have a better understanding of, of me as a being and me as an entity. And and I don't know, they're just funny, so watch them because you'll laugh, But or don't watch them, just vote for Dukes. I think that the most important part is, one, Dukes, we all love an Australian. Everybody does. The C-bombs are sharp, though. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm used to it. Remember, I was in an Australian family for a decade. I got called C-bombs all the time. It's just the way it is. It's part of your culture. It's a weird part of the culture, but it is part of the culture. You know what I mean? I think it's important to recognize. Bryson, you were up. I'm sending this in right after the game against Dallas. First of all, Oilers lost. Brutal. They're going to give me a fucking aneurysm. But second of all, and most importantly, we got Sam Gagne. Sam motherfucking Gagne, number 89. Oilers, legend. I don't care what anybody else says. He's a legend. Um, He's a legend. Yeah, it's one game that we got to see him. But the fact that he did that compared to Adam Ernie, Adam's, you know, kind of useless. He's- Adam ernie his way down to Bakersfield Condors. Am I right? Hoyo! Bryson's got another message coming up on deck. Let's get to it. Righteous act beating? Question mark. Oh, hang on. I'm I'm good for it, but we can't give you a righteous act beating, Bryson, without the righteous act beating intro. Here we go. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Bonus righteous sack beating from Bryson. What do you got? Fucking slow drivers and just shitty drivers in general. I was on my way to work and it's, you know, 25 kilometer drive, work at a mill, shitty lifestyle. Anyways, you go down this massive fucking hill and speed limit is 100. Now, does anybody do 100? No, because why would you when you can go 110? Fiend first, your last, Ricky Bobby. Amen. But every now and then you get the one person who decides, oh, it's a good idea to go fucking 73 on 100. My point of view is fuck off and die. <laughs> nobody, nobody likes you if you're going that slow. It's not even icy. It's not even snow. There's still daylight. 73 is not fucking allowed on the goddamn highway. You're more likely to cause an accident that way than going faster. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Bryson's a speed demon. It's a righteous sag beating. Drive a little faster if you're up in the peace country. Of course, he lives in northern Alberta, you know? There's one thing about road rage. It's that it's useless. Although I do, I love, there's something just, just feels good about yelling at another driver and I don't even know what it is, but there's something about it that I really appreciate it. Vinny's cock is chiming in. Good. Always good to hear from Vinny's cock. What's up, bag milk, you know, I know we had a bit of a loss against Dallas, but you know, it was probably our best loss of the season. Honestly, like I've been way more pissed off before, you know, but Sam Gagne, two goals, like that just made it all better. Honestly, Sam Gagne is the only reason that game wasn't horrible, you know? Oh, Sam Gagne and Evander Kane have been our two best players, you know? Mm-hmm. 
well, well, in that game at least, and Vander Kane has been our best player since Winnipeg. It's as simple as that, you know. I do know. You know, like we're all shitting on Kaner, but now he's been so good, you know. Like shout out Kaner, and shout out Sam Gagne. You are the goat, the goat, the goat. The... <laughs> all right, fucking madman. Vinny's cock chiming in. But Vander Kane, though, I said this last week, and I said it on Oilers Nation Radio. After he got demoted to the third line, complained about his ice time to Scott Oak in the first intermission, he's been great. The game against Vancouver, you know, he was a little bit quieter, but who was good in that game? Who was good? Vander Kane's been solid. Sam Gagne bringing some, uh, some energy into his role. Started at the bottom six, worked his way up to the top six. Is that where he should belong on the roster? No, probably not anymore, but that's where we're at. And you know he's going to give you 100%, 100% of the time. That's why we love Sam Gagne. He's always done it, and he continues to do it. Proud to be an oiler. I wish a couple more people would follow suit. It'd be very nice. Nick, what say you? Three, two, one, zero. So, Big Mark, last week on the podcast, you were talking about... What was that? What were you counting down just now? Advertisements and how companies make advertisements that are just intentionally bad. Ah, yes. So people bitch about it on Twitter and they get more attention out of it. That's my theory. Which I get the strategy, but I just want to weigh in. Personally, that just makes me go out of their way, go out of my way, I should say, to support their direct competitors. For example. (laughs) Go ahead. I am exclusively a Pepsi man now. Hmm. I will, if I have the choice, I will not drink Coke. Do you know why? It's because of those stupid fucking Yaramchuk Coke Zero ads. <laughs> I will choose Pepsi over Coke out of spite. <laughs> so guess what, Coke? You spent all that money on Yaramchuk to do his, uh, do his ad read. Well, guess what? You lost my business, and now that's going right to Pepsi. Similarly, I don't know if you remember those Little Caesars ads where the heads were spinning. I haven't had Little Caesars since. I don't live near Burger King, but if I did, I wouldn't go to it. I'm not a Rogers customer, and I don't plan on being one anytime soon. Like these ads, all the they piss me off so much that I go out of my way to support their competitors. Just want to say that so we can get this goddamn Coke Zero ad out of here, please. Uh, I love Coke Zero and all the things that they do for us. Um, Nick's <laughs> Nick's thoughts and feelings are not my own. He is just uh, being provided a platform with which to vent his feelings. I love you, Coke Zero. <laughs> Wait a minute. Do those play on this show? Do those play on this show? Because I, I don't know if they do or not. And if they do, I need to get some of that money. Where's my money, you rumchuck? Come on, man. I do appreciate the pettiness of going to competitors after you hate an ad. There was that one. I wish I could remember that Tim Hortons ad from a couple of years ago. But it was so bad that I refused to drink their coffee. I'm, I'm just like Nick. I refused to drink their coffee, and I still have not. Like, if you stop at a Tim Hortons, like, if we're on a road trip, as an example, and you're driving, you stop at a Tim Hortons, and I want a coffee, I will get one. If it's my only option, I will get one. But if there's literally any other option, I will take it. I will. I swear I will. Oh, you yeah, mate, uh, welcome to Duke's Toys. Uh, we're going to fuck you all over. But, uh, you know, we'll see the C word, but, you know, uh, basically, right, we're going <laughs> to fucking fuck you, uh, you. Oh, you need 17 fucking tires on your fucking uh, car. Yeah, mate, because you've got a ute. Anyway, 
back to my uh, manager. <laughs> Good afternoon. Welcome to Donkey Tires. Uh-huh. Come in. Welcome. Can I get you a coffee? By the way, what budget do you have? Can we, can we sort you out with the best tires for your situation? Mm. You will be charged with donkey tires. Mm. Do, 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 do. Hey! Donkey tires. Could be a jingle, though. Could be a jingle. Donkey tires. I'm fully in support of that company. Um, provided that, you know, I am not liable for any of their misdoings. <laughs> yep. Those two have got a special relationship and I quite enjoy it. I really, really do. Donkey Volley and Dukes. Go follow them both on all socials. They're great. They are great. Edmonton, mm. do you need new tires? Well, guess what? There's a new place in town just for you. We won't take the piss out of our tires because we won't take the piss out of your tires. So... That was a pregnant pause, which I shouldn't have done. But anyway, yes. <laughs> Welcome to Donkey Tires. Yeah. Yes. We'll yeah. sort you out with a bit of rubber. Oh. oh good Lord. Can I just ask a question? Do you ever sit there and listen to those voicemails and wonder what the fuck either of those guys are talking about? I've been alive for hundreds of thousands of years. Actually, I don't really know when the story of Satan evolved or where it came from, but I'm just going to say I've been alive for a hundred thousand years, and I have no fucking clue what those two assholes are talking about. Hello, this is Mr. Sting. I used to be a band member of the police. Oh, ah, exactly. Here we go. And um, yeah, good afternoon. Um, it's um, Saturday morning. At um, hang on, let's check the phone. Oh, it's eight forty-three a.m. Right. Could you imagine eight forty-three a.m. and this is the first thing you're doing with your day on a Saturday? Donkey Volley, I love you, man. Your dedication to your craft is something spectacular. It's an early face-off. I have a seven-hour marathon. It's Sunland Football Club, obviously. Oh, wait, it's Swansea at 3 p.m. Pretty sure Liam loves Sunderland as well. I think that's his team. I could also be making that up. Liam, if I'm making that up, I apologize to you now. I've then got Aberdeen at half... Yep. I just thought I'd make a, a snake impression. But, you know, this is how we roll. And then, glorious. The one time in the year, I love this, the clocks change and Emmon are playing at prime time here in the UK. Against the Predators. Guess what? And guess who fucks the Preds? Oh, yeah, it's Leon. Leon the Dreisaitl. Um, I'm going to go two dry side or back posts, slappers. Yeah, we all know it. You know it. I just need to keep my clothes on. Just a little. So, good afternoon. <laughs> it's always interesting to hear these messages with the benefit of hindsight, right? When the Oilers played the Predators on Saturday afternoon, I went heavy in the paint because we know the Oilers dominate the Preds and we know exactly what Leon Dreisaitl has and can do against them. And then what happens? 
Weathers got lit up. Weathers got lit up. I get sad. The voicemail lights up. And here we are talking about a game, reliving the pain together. What a year it's been. So the Oilers just got embarrassed by the Nashville Predators. Um, It's been a very not good day. Uh, Well, wait till we get to the Vancouver Canucks messages whenever those fucking pop up, you know? Fan for a date. And then I uh, watched that game. And you know what? On Twitter, Jack Campbell's getting lit the fuck up. Jay Woodcroft getting lit the fuck up. Ken Holland getting lit the fuck up. You know what? Probably all deserved. But I think it's important to be fair. I think it's important to look at things critically. But then again, doing that requires some level of intelligence. And there's not a lot of people on Oilers Twitter who have just a basic level of intelligence to understand that shit. How dare you suggest that Twitter's not the place for rational discourse? How dare you? So I'm just going to cover it and say it. McDavid and Dreisaitl have not been near good enough. No, they haven't. I know McDavid's been injured. Mm-hmm. But Jesus fuck. You expect more from these guys. You do. We need it. Talk about depth. Talk about goalies all you want. When you're paying Hyman, McDavid, and Dreisaitl combined 26 mil, you expect them to look better than a third line. That's all they look like is a third line. Here's the thing, though. I'll say, um, yeah, you're 100% right. Connor and Leon haven't been nearly good enough. I'd say most of the team hasn't been nearly good enough. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, invisible. Um, Zach Hyman hasn't been scoring. Warren Fogle can't score on a breakaway to save his life. Uh, you know, Leon just scored his first goal in seven games. Connor's on a drought. You know, to see Connor McDavid nine games played with only 10 points, you go, oh man, a point per game. That's pretty great. But when it's Connor, you're used to him having two points a game and go, what the fuck's going on right now? So to Nick's point, yeah, they need to be better for sure, for sure. For sure. You could throw a dart at a wall full of Oilers names and you'd be like, yep, that guy needs to be better. It'd be very, very rare that you'll find somebody who does not need to pick it up. Next message. We are working through the voicemail for Alfa Romeo of Edmonton. Is this thing on? Is this thing on? Whoa, 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 whoa. Having that issue again. I'm going to touch this. I'm going to adjust this one. And then I'm going to press this again. Is this thing on? Okay, finally, thank God. So I'm the guy that does old Will of Thousands and the other stupid voices that you might hear sometimes. Oh, this fucking guy was old Will of Thousands. He's coming back after an absence and nobody cared that you were gone. And here's all looking for some attention again. Now with a high-pitched version. And I wanted to talk seriously about this hockey team. One, we are never going to win a cup with Ken Holland as general manager. Well, at least he's only got a handful of months left. There's always next year, Oilers fans. (laughs) It is my opinion that we need to fire him as soon as possible. Uh, we are... What else we got? All right, Zola, we're moving on. Yeah, you can't get a thought out today, my boy. I'm pretty fucking pissed off right now. I'm not going to lie. You know, we just lost to Nashville. We're supposed to own those fuckers, you know? Mm -hmm. Pretty fucking pissed off. Yep. You know? The only thing that's making me a little bit happy right now is that I'm eating some Cheerios right now, and they're pretty good. What kind of Cheerios? I take a lot of shit because the normal, the regular, the plain yellow box is my favorite cereal. It's me and toddlers. I want to know what kind of cereal you're What kind of Cheerios specifically? 
I put sugar on them, and they're really good right now. I think that they're probably just plain Cheerios and putting sugar on them. If you're sugaring up some Honey Nut Cheerios, hey, man, you got to pull your life together. Mmm. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Fucking rascals. This team stinks. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't even have a counter. I don't got anything funny to say. I don't have a line for you. It's just, mm-hmm. yep. Yep, they do. It's so bad. Like, goaltending is horrendous. Like, I don't feel confident as Skinner's in that, and I don't feel confident when uh, Campbell's in that. Like, my thought is two goalies, four skaters. Nobody's doing that now. You could, do, how you line up your goalies, that's up for debate. But Coach Bagmilk, I might stack them one on top of the other. That leaves very, very little room at the top of the net to shoot at. I think that might be our best bet. You could have them staggered, like one out front, one in the back. But then I worry about one screening the other, and I don't know how that one's going to work. You could do them side by side. But I'm worried about they'll bump into each other, and they'll knock each other out of position. So that's why I think that if we're going to go with the two-goalie system, which would be innovative at the NHL level, that we have to stack them on top of each other. Back to you. They're both terrible. The offense is like, I don't know, okay, but nowhere near it needs to be. I would say, meh. The offense is bleh. Let's have a little look-see at the actual numbers. The Oilers have scored 29 goals. That is second to last in the Pacific Division. Only the San Jose Sharks have been worse. So the Oilers' offense, not getting it done either. Our defense is also like, all right, and it just pisses me off because it's like stretches of the games we're playing well, mm-hmm. and then it's like we do one giveaway and it's in the back of our fucking net. Yep. Like it's it's ridiculous. You cannot like I don't know what to say anymore. You cannot win if you're getting an eight fifty or lower. It's impossible. And I know, like, yes, you always need to tighten up defense, but okay. So here's what I'll say: crease outward. Everybody needs to be better because it is just awful right now it is just awful uh we've got jaron checking in i think for the first time here in the voicemail hey big milk uh long time listener here first time leaving a voicemail welcome uh, a couple takes that i haven't heard anybody else say about the game against nashville as horrible as that was new takes for the game against nashville we got jaron checking in Sounds like he's in a spaceship, but we're going to allow it to happen because he's a first-time caller. Um, one thing that I noticed was nobody was moving their feet, and they kept bringing up that, that wraparound goal that Campbell didn't get, and everybody's upset that Campbell didn't get it, which he should have, but that was Drysdale's guy. Drysdale didn't move his feet literally after he got into our zone. He didn't yeah that one specifically so it was philip forsberg wraparound goal leon was back checking could have done a little harder ultimately that is absolutely true jack campbell bit so hard on the fake he wound up essentially in the corner open net for the wraparound back to you jer he coasted behind him and just literally let forsberg walk in and do that so i mean yeah you know campbell should have had it but Drysdale should have stopped him. He should have been on that guy and ride him into the boards. Like, <clears throat> it's not just one guy. It's not just the goalie. It was a team effort. Nobody's moving their feet that extra three, four strides. 
And I think that's the biggest thing. That's, you know, everybody else is, is on the other teams are moving their feet constantly. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, man. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on either, Jer. You're you're right. It's not just that specific goal that bothers me about the Oilers hustle. They're not moving their feet. I think the more key point that you made there was that other teams are constantly hustling. They're constantly outworking the Oilers, and I don't understand what that is. Nobody's telling, like Jay Woodcroft's taking a lot of shit right now, but there's no way Jay Woodcroft goes, hey, you guys are good. You're better than them. Your skill will handle it. No need to work hard, playboy. Just get on out there and do your thing. There's no way he's doing that. There's no fucking way. There's not. Ari, you're up. You know, I like to emotionally detach myself from this team sometimes. <laughs> and I don't think that anyone is saying this <laughs> as much as they should, but I don't think the owners care that much about winning a cup. Like, if they did, they... Like the Oilers owners? Like Daryl Cates? Hmm, let me think about that while you continue on. Would have hired a better general manager than Ken Holland. That one was Bob Nicholson. Now, ultimately, it rests on, on Cates' watch. He is the owner of the team. He can make any choice he wants. I think where we're going to get a new GM is with Jeff Jackson in town, who was a Daryl Cates hire. I'm not trying to defend the owner here, by the way. I just think that Bob Nicholson went to the only person he knows that is a general manager, which was, one, Peter Chiarelli did not work. He went to the other person he knows as a general manager, Ken Holland, and now he struck out. Those are the long list of people that he knows. Back to you, Ari. He's an he's a he's an objectively bad general manager, but he's better than Peter Shirelli. And like we think he's good because he's better than Peter Shirelli, in my opinion. Um a cup contender would not be this bad to start the season. Let, let's... <laughs> well, I think that's fair to say. Cup contender, fuck man. They just I don't even know. Hang on. Oh my god, let's got this. How am I not gonna play this? At a moment like this? Come on. How come I can't find the fucking thing that I want to? How come I can't find it? How come I can't find it? That's just a skin slapping. That's not the one I want to look for. <clears throat> this is going to drive me nuts. Are you telling me that I don't have the playoffs button? You know the one. Playoffs? Playoffs? Don't talk to me about playoffs. Playoffs? Oh, here we go. Fuck, man. It took me forever to find this. Good Lord. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? They cut off the money shot off that. Oh, man, I got to upgrade that sound. Man, that was a lot of effort for very little payoff. Ari, I apologize. I just hope we're going to win a game. Be honest. Like, this goes beyond the numbers. Yeah, the numbers say they're unlucky, and it's true. But this goes to roster construction. They are just... A cup contender wouldn't be doing this, man. Like, really... Come on. Well, just to touch on one point that you made there, the luck, the Oilers are getting PDO'd like crazy right now. So basically what that means is PDO, if you don't know, if you're not a stats guy, PDO is when you add up your save percentage and your shooting percentage. So anything above a one is considered to be like average to high. Anything below that, you go, well, that's weird. And the Oilers are way low. They've had the lowest shooting percentage that they've had in the last three seasons. Their save percentage at even uh, their high dan danger save percentage is dead last. Their save percentage is dead last. So if you're talking about PDO, they're getting PDO'd like crazy. So if somebody says that to you, now you know. 
Now you know what we're talking about. Jerry, you're back again. Hey, Big Mouth. Just want to leave another one about that uh, Woody's version of running lines, uh, not being a fan of it. Talking line um, combos. And again, back to my point about dry cell not moving his feet uh, and that being a problem for a lot of guys. That, you know, if you're playing four minutes, five minutes a game, you know, you're sitting every for, for four shifts, five shifts, you can't get involved in the game. Like, Yeah, I agree with that. So we're talking about no minutes being given out to players like Lavoie, like Holloway. Uh, I agree with this. Let's see where it goes. I don't care how good you are. I mean, yeah, you know, these guys are getting paid thousands, like hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars to play the game, and they should be expected to perform no matter what. But if you're not in the game, you every time you go for a shift, your first 10, 15, 20 seconds is spent trying to get back into the game. Like That's why teams like Vegas and the stuff that roll their lines they have everybody participating because they can actually get involved in the game. So I think that is a big fault on Woody in general. I like what he does, but he really needs to turn that around because. Oops. Cut off that last part. Jerry, I apologize, but I am with you. I, I meant to press pause, not stop. Um, but yeah, Jared's point is the interesting thing about that too, is when Woodcroft replaced Dave Tippett, he was rolling lines. If you remember, probably even on this podcast, I would have played the clip of Derek Ryan being like, we all have an idea. We all have a role. Everybody knows what we're supposed to do. We're all engaged. Dave Tippett was often accused of playing the big guys too much and not letting anybody else play. And then when Woody came in, it turned around. But now Woody's doing the exact same thing. So to Jared's point, how is Dylan Holloway going to get up and running? I know he's, I mean, to be fair, Dylan Holloway, to be fair to Woody, it has been a, a, a liability on the ice at times. But he's also a young player, and he's not going to get any better if he's not playing. Raphael Lavoie, same thing. I'm not saying you have to play the fourth line 15 minutes a night, but if they're coming in under seven minutes, it's hard to get engaged. Completely agree. I completely agree. Ari, you're back. Oh, yeah. Um, If you haven't already, check your Instagram DMs because I sent you my before and after photo of my weight loss journey when I started last year. Oh. So, and I remember telling you about it a while ago, So, I, and I really wanted to show you. So the left, if you see it now, the left side is 185 when I started it, and the right is what I look like now, 155. Oh. So, yeah. Well, so, <laughs> Ari, you will notice you sent me that photo, and I did not reply. I did not respond because I didn't know what the context was that you're sending me a tarps off photo. I'm like, what is he doing right now? Did he get his hoodie in the mail? And this is how thankful he is that he's going to send me a tarps off message. I had no idea what was going on because you did not give me any context. So I just looked at, I opened the message. I'm like, what the fuck's are you doing here? <laughs> All right. Now I can. <laughs> Now I can look at it in the proper context. Hang on. I'm going to reevaluate the situation. <laughs> I was just like, I swear I've talked about having a girlfriend on this show a bunch of times, have I? But I don't know what's going on right now. Ari's just been like, hey, big boy, how you doing? Check this out. <laughs> All right. Now let me look again with the context of what the fuck's going on here. Uh, kind of stacked up. All right. Um, yeah, man, you look great. Shed a bunch of weight. You're looking lean, looking fly. 
Everybody go follow on in, uh, go follow Ari on Instagram so you can see you can see that he's not just sending me weird news. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna lie, I was so confused when you sent me that with not without the context of that voicemail. Next time, I am encouraging you leave the voicemail, then send the picture, um, or at least know that I've listened to the voicemail. You know the bit. I'm giving you my first take. Give you my first take here. Fuck me. That's so funny. Waz, we're working through the Alpha Romeo of Edmonton voicemail. Bag mail, here's how I'm coping with the Oilers right now. I look at their record. They've lost seven or eight times. That's okay. They were bound to lose seven or eight games this season. Last year in total, they lost 23 times in regulation, nine times in overtime. Vegas last year, 22 regulation losses. The Oilers are bound to lose 20-ish games, 30 games in total. It happens to most teams in the NHL who make the playoffs, right? It's just the Oilers right now have a lot of ground to make up. So, you know, maybe a wild card spot? How about that? That could be a little bit of fun, I think. Right? I'm coping. Jesus. Was math. We call that was math. We call it was math. We call it was math. The Oilers have lost nine. Wait. The Oilers have lost nine games. They generally lose 30. Can only lose 20 more. All season. We call it was math. Hey, Big Milk. Uh, just leaving another message here. Jaren's on a roll. He's a first-time caller, long-time listener. Here's three calls. Uh, just heard a thought that the that system that they're playing, the defensive system, uh, that that's kind of why Drysaddle didn't go for that guy that he was on. And if that's the case, they need to get rid of the system immediately because it, it seems to be breeding complacency because everybody feels that. A lot of track noise. I can tell you're in your car. So essentially, um, the Oilers are playing zone. I hadn't really considered that when you left the first voicemail, but it kind of would make sense what Drysaddle wouldn't chase Philip Frosberg behind the net. Either way, zone defense only works when you're playing your zone and covering in the zone. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But again, Woody's on the hot seat, whether it's deserved or not. We'll see how long this system lasts one way or another, you know? Jared, I apologize cutting you off there. A little bit of car noise. Three, two, one, zero. That's about how many more times I can stand to hear that fucking commercial. <laughs> All right, Nick, we, you got, we heard you. So since the Oilers are going to miss the playoffs, they're actually going to pick within the top five, according to projections. So I'm thinking that if we pick within the top five, I hope we get two because we could either get Mac, uh, Macklin, Celebrini, or Cole Iserman. I'd want Iserman. I'm not even listening to this, Ari. I apologize. I'm not talking about the Oilers in a draft lottery position. It is way too early for that. There's As much as like I'm mad, there's still a ton of hockey to play. And frankly, the worst part about this is if the Oilers do miss the playoffs, as you said at the jump of your message, they'll probably play yourself into a mediocre pick, not a lottery pick. Next message, working through the Alfa Romeo of Edmonton voicemail. I will say this, though, about the whole fire Woodcroft thing. It's not his fault that Skinner is a, Skinner is at best unreliable right now, and Campbell is a bad goaltender overall, and the fact that nobody wants to backcheck. I'm not going to blame him for that. Like, come on, are you kidding me? Well, that's one of the things, too, with Woody. It's like, 
if you think that Jay Woodcroft is telling them don't backtrack hard, uh, don't get in the lanes, Evan Bouchard have the best seat in the house on most odd man rushes where you just stare and play no defense whatsoever. He is not saying that. I promise you this. But what I will say is that Jay Woodcroft will be the one to pay the price for A, goalies not stopping the puck, and B, no one playing defense whatsoever, and C, no one being able to score a goal. There's only so much Woody can do. I'm not giving him a free pass because there's some stuff where you shake your head and you go, what are you doing there, Woody? What are you doing? But then there's other times where you go, what is he supposed to do with this group? Because they look like they've never played hockey before. Breaking news per Ronald McDonald. Jack Campbell has signed a one-year deal at McDonald's for minimum wage. Could you imagine Jack working the uh, the drive through window? <laughs> You go to pass him your credit card or your debit card to pay for your food. He just lets it fall on the floor. He goes, ah, missed that one. Whoopsies. ABM, a long-time listener, first-time caller here. What's going on, man? Just wanted to say I'm a lifelong Oilers fan from Newfoundland, and I'm 21 years old, never been to a game. Uh, A couple weeks ago, I found out that I'm going to a couple games in February, including the Battle of Alberta. Fucking right, bro. Excited for that. Hopefully they can... uh, turned around by then anyways besides the point um what i wanted to ask is what should i check out in edmonton while i'm there i'm gonna be there for like a week and a half so yeah i love the show by the way uh thanks russell i appreciate you leaving a message so i get asked this a lot it's tough right because first of all edmonton in february is not fun i'm just gonna put that out there If you look at historical weather data, you will see what I'm talking about. So, I mean, it really depends what you're into. If you're in for like a staycation kind of vibe, there's, you know, there's plenty of really great restaurants in the city. There's plenty of good shopping around. If you want to do that, you got to go check out West Edmonton Mall, man. Everybody's got to go check out West Edmonton Mall. You got to go see the Santa Maria. It's a fucking replica ship right in the middle of the mall. Why is that there? Who knows? doesn't matter. Maybe you go to the wave pool. You go to the water park. I mean, it's expensive these days. I was surprised. I was going to go drink at the water park during the summer with a buddy. And then we're like, wait a minute. Is it really $90 to go in the water park these days? Hmm. But to answer the question, I would just, I would be looking at uh, Explore Edmonton. The website Explore Edmonton is going to give you a list of all the events that are in town when you're here. You can kind of make a plan accordingly. Check out the Rogers Place site. Check out what, uh, just like some small local shit going on around the arena. Uh, the arena. So the arena in Edmonton is right downtown, right off the main drag there that goes past the arena, which is 104th Avenue. There's a lot of shit just south of that. Cool bars, cool restaurants. You can go to Greta. You know, maybe we'll have an event there. Maybe you'll see Waz. You can challenge them to Mario Kart. But there's a lot of cool shit that's going on. Go support some local, some local businesses, some local shops. At that point of the year in February, the reality is all the festivals that we like doing during the summer, they don't exist because it is covered in snow and minus 30. So the best advice I can give you for your trip in February, just find some cool events that are kicking off around town. We've always got all kinds of like downtown. There'll be like lights festivals. Again, it's outside. Make sure you're dressed appropriately. But there's like lights festivals and ice castles and all that shit. (laughs) I'm sorry I'm not the best travel guide. It just really, really does depend what you're into. If you've got travel tips for my boy Russell coming into Edmonton for the first time, going to check out his first NHL game. Congratulations, by the way. They are a great experience. Hit me up in the voicemail. Let's give Russell some stuff to do when he's in town in February. Meet up with Dukes. He's also coming to town in February. Come on. Let's get a little BLTN meetup going. Come on.
So Jack Campbell's in the minors. It is what it is. But let's start off by firing Dustin Short, Schultz and like let's bring in a new real goalie coach, like let's say Mike Smith or something. We should bring in Mike Smith as the goalie coach and he'll just stand there and yell at everybody. Again, I said it off the jump, Dustin Schwartz, like I'm hoping he gets fired just so we can stop talking about it. Kyle the Embalmer, you're up next. PBM, it's Kyle the Embalmer coming to you from Disneyland where the vibes are a lot higher here than they are in oil country right now. So, um, I, I don't know what's going on with our team. I feel so bad about it. I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel. Um, hopefully sending Campbell down will make things better, but I don't know. I, I just really hope this team can turn it around right now and just have nothing to say. About are you waiting for a bus? Where are you? I'm sitting here trying to figure out what you're saying, and all I can hear is like a bus pulling up. I just a lot of noise in the voicemail today. Um, going to the Ducks game on Friday. Hopefully the Oilers can win tomorrow in San Jose and uh, start to turn this around because I, I don't know. I've already cashed out my Oilers to win the division bet. So uh, in the meantime, I guess we'll hear back from you next week. Oh, yeah, Kyle, Kyle, you're in California, right? It is also Kyle's birthday on Friday, so happy early birthday, Kyle. Enjoy California with the family. Get a little sun. Maybe hit the beach up. Hope you have a great time down there. Uh, two more voicemails left in the Alfa Romeo of Edmonton voicemail. Well, I'm taking a shit right now. <laughs> no, I'm going to... Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh... This is the hell that I've created, isn't it? I am taking a shit, and I'm just going to talk with some Oilers hockey with you, you know? like I mean, seems fitting. Both activities generally make me feel the same. You shitting, watching the Oilers, same thing. What is going on with the boys, you know? You're supposed to be cup contenders, cup favorites, you know? Like, now we're 31st in the league. Unacceptable, you know? We just have to do so much better, and I'm not happy. Not happy whatsoever. Like, honestly, this team is not making the playoffs. And if we lose to San Jose, I'll be in shambles. Beyond repair. <laughs> Beyond repair. If they lose to the San Jose Sharks tomorrow, it doesn't get lower than that. It doesn't get lower. And like I said, I have no confidence they'll beat them either. I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to bet the over. And I'm just going to buckle my seatbelt up and go, well, let's see what happens. For Alfa Romeo of Edmonton, this is the last voicemail. We'll see what we get. 19 seconds of greatness. We shall see. I'm thinking about sending a letter into the management of the Oilers to see if I could be the next GM of the Oilers and just, mm. you know, show my complaints a little bit. You know, I like, I feel like that they would really enjoy that. So if you know a way sure. to get me a letter to send to them, I would really appreciate that. Anyways, thank you. I, I think that the move there is uh, you just stand outside of Rogers' place, hold your letter up on giant poster boards, and like when they're in the Hall of Fame room, you just you just stand there. And you have to hope that they read your message. I have no idea how to get mail to OEG. Actually, is there is there office still by Kingsway, or is that not a thing anymore? That's how out of the loop on where OEG is that I am. Anyway, lots to say. A lot of people butthurt. Well, not butthurt, but like rightfully butthurt. Can I say that? rightfully butthurt because i'm butthurt i thought the Oilers were gonna have a you know what the problem was we talked about this on Oilers nation radio on tuesday 
we thought this season might be boring because the Oilers were just going to steamroll through and we're like, well, I can't wait till the playoffs get here. And now we're like, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. Fuck. Fuck. The voicemail, as always, is brought to you by Alfa Romeo of Edmonton. Get $5,000 in Black Friday discounts on all 2023 Alfa Romeo Julia models. Alfa Romeo Julia models. Offer ends on November 30th. Go check them out. AlfaRomeoEdmonton.ca. Go test drive the Tonali. That's where we're going to wrap it up. It hurts. It hurts. Our final order of business before we wrap up this podcast is I asked on Twitter, give me one word. Give me a one word answer to describe how you're handling the Oilers two, eight and one start. Uh, Donkey volley chimed in and says bemused. Brendan Delaney, who writes all the wrap ups just says sad face spiced oil does. Uh, he, I mean, I don't know where he found that gif of Bob Stoffer trying to throw a football, but didn't go well. Uh, Ryan Probert says resigned. Cal says disappointed. Brandon gives me three options underachieving, underwhelming, and infuriating. I don't think he read the question properly. Captain Felton, of course, has got hello optimism. Aaron says hello darkness, my old friend. Y2Bay says bologna sandwich, no hyphen, so you know it's rank. El Cola Grande says Rage Hall. Luma says a fart noise. Does that count? Doug says oops. One word, not a thousand. Oh, he had, <laughs> he's, he just really teed off here. John says deja vu. Lone Wolf says broken. Uh, Reyes says shaken. Connor says I'm handling it poorly. Nick says Broncos, baby. Let's ride. Uh, Rebound says no words, but this image sums it up, and it is McLovin from his ID. Can you picture that ID? Joe says fry. I uh, fear, I should say. Orange and blue in my veins says I'm crying. Uh, Nick says the Kraken, the booze, not the team. Starvin says scotch old school. Nasty says belief. Uh, Bren in disguise says begrudgingly. Steve says disengaged. We've got some disassociation from Riley. QF pro says he is numb. Go follow discord. Sam is drunk. Jeff is drinking bourbon. Sergeant obvious is also drinking. We've got a lot of drinking here. Todd says, I'm handling it peacefully. This start tracks with everything else going on in the world, and you can't control it, so why worry about the Oilers? Jason says, I'm handling it with bourbon. And Logan says, I'm handling it with apathy. So that's where we're at, friends. Things are not going well. If the Oilers lose to the San Jose Sharks tomorrow, it might be worthy of an emergency episode of BLTN, or at the very least, a B-cast. Let's hope I don't have to get there. We shall see. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for chiming in. Please help me keep growing the podcast. Keep leaving your reviews. I'd like to get back up into the top 40 again. That was really cool to see. Thank you guys for the support. Time 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.